Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Adrian Abraham and Ryan Huang. Now, if you've been following the news recently, Team Singapore is still fighting their battles at the 31st Sea Games. But as the swimming events wrap up, swimmer Joseph Schooling has come forward to call for a national dialogue on national service, highlighting the need to manage the expectations of athletes who are undergoing NS. The 26-year-old who enlisted in January was speaking to the media and Hanoi a day after he wrapped up his Sea Games campaign with two golds and a bronze. But would this make a difference? What is the root cause of a golden boy making such a comment? Well, we have on the line Eugene Tan, Associate Professor of Law at the Singapore Management University. Good morning, Eugene. How are you? Good morning, Adrian. I'm good, and I hope uh, Ryan and you are well. Yeah, very well. Let's get straight into it. Joseph Schooling has called for national dialogue on NS as he wraps up his 31st Sea Games campaign. From your perspective, why did he make such a move, you know, to make this call? Is it out of frustration? You know, Adrian, this is uh, Joseph Schooling's uh, first meet after enlisting. And so I think, you know, there is a sense that, you know, having to manage, you know, the expectations of his supporters, you know, of, of sports administrators as well as Singaporeans. And balancing that against, you know, the demands of national service, I think this is where, you know, he is coming from. You know, they need to juggle these two important balls. You know, he's experiencing it for the first time. And I think he probably feels that more could be done. I think his concern really is, is that people expect elite sportsmen who are serving national service, you know, to turn in performances, you know, that perhaps are somewhat unrealistic. Eugene, you're no stranger to the games. You were there in 2002 as team manager, also in 2004 at the Athens Olympics as well. You know, from your perspective, let's just move this aside a little bit. Do you think the public is asking too much from him to do well while serving NS, especially, you know, he's juggling both these things. He hasn't really been training since enlisting. Definitely. I think this is really, you know, I think when he talks about a dialogue, I think it's really about both the athlete as well as the Singaporean sports fraternity at large, managing their expectations. I think, you know, Joseph carries on him, you know, the banner of being a former Olympic champ. And so people would think that in a less competitive competition, you know, like the Sea Games, you know, he should do well, um, you know, which I think he has given the circumstances that he's in. And of course, the clock fast times. And in a way, he did as well, compared with his time in Tokyo Olympic last year. You know, so I think it is important, you know, that Singaporeans recognize demands of national service and that, you know, we have these male sportsmen, you know, who are working very hard day and night to juggle both balls. And I think on the part of the Singapore Armed Forces, I think they have over the years come up with, you know, many schemes, you know, to help national servicemen manage the sporting aspirations as well. You know, so I understand that some of the swimmers have in Hanoi had taken a short-term disruption from national service you know, in order to prepare better for the Games. You know, this is a scheme that was almost unheard of 20 years ago. So I think we are making progress. And of course, Joseph Schooling was a beneficiary of the long-term deferment from national service, right? He had deferred national service for seven years, um, you know, and I think that enabled him to win the gold medal at the Rio Olympics along the way. 
Yeah, what an achievement that was as well. But I think everyone is still hung up about what happened in Tokyo during the last Olympic Games. And they're very critical of his performance, you know, even after all he's done recently in Hanoi. So will this national dialogue actually happen? And if so, how soon? Well, I think in the end, you know, this is not a dialogue that has to be organized in a long fashion. You know, this is about, you know, expressing, you know, some of their concerns, you know, their challenges. This is about the Ministry of Defense explaining, you know, the policies that are in place. But I certainly take the point, you know, that in the end, when you're doing national service, it is difficult to, to match performances, um, you know, before national service. You know, but I think it is also important you know, for athletes to do what they can. And I think all we need to look at really is to the sterling example of, uh, you know, our very own world badminton champ, uh, you know, Lo Kian Yu. You know, his, during national service, his world rankings dip. But within two, three years of completing his national service, you know, the, the grit, the determination, the hunger in him has enabled him to climb up to be world number one. Now, of course, the path is always bumpy, um, you know, and I think elite sportsmen, know how to handle that. So I think in the end, dialogue is always good. You know, understanding the perspectives of the different stakeholders is always crucial. And I think, you know, we are coming up with better processes to support our elite sportsmen. Yeah, we're in conversation with Eugene Tan, Associate Professor of Law at the Singapore Management University. Fun fact, he was a team manager at the 2002 Asian Games as well as the 2004 Olympic Games in Athens. Eugene, let's also talk about, you know, deferment. You've brought it up there. Joseph Schooling got it. But, you know, some weren't as lucky, like the footballer Ben Davis, who was not granted long-term NS deferment. Should exceptions or flexibility be given to elite sportsmen, especially if the person was an Olympic medalist like Joseph Schooling? You know, can you see this as a possibility in the near future? Oh, definitely, right? I think in the end, long-term deferment is really a very exceptional uh, privilege. And I think the scheme has showed its success, you know, with Joseph Schooling as well as his teammate. Uh, I think Turnwood had, had about six years, and they are where they are today. You know, or prior to NS, you know, being able to turn in the world-class performances was due to this long-term deferment. Again, I would say that, you know, Mindef made the right decision. I think this was an athlete who was trying to use the scheme to evade you know, national service uh, duty. And I think, you know, the rigorous review process enabled, you know, Mindef to conclude, you know, that Ben Davis was not suitable for a long-term deferment. And I think his performance in the English uh, soccer competition in the UK, I think, demonstrates that. So I think, you know, we must recognize that long-term deferment is really for an elite group because I think they really help to ensure that national service doesn't come unstuck, you know, because... You know, we do have people who are, you know, world-class musicians, top-class artists, but they all have to put aside those aspirations for a while, you know, while they're serving national service. So sportsmen do have this special entry, you know, in, into long-term deferment. And I think, we you know, we need to ensure that the scheme continues to deliver results, you know, so that people recognize that these athletes are not undercutting what is expected of national servicemen, you know, that all of us have to serve, all of us have to be treated equally, you know. So, so there are these exceptions, again, which were not existent. For example, you know, when I did my national service in the late 80s, uh, you know, not that I was eligible for any of these schemes. But I think the point was that, you know, you, we had the likes of Ang Ping Siong and David Lim then. 
consumers as well. And I think, you know, national service could have been more supportive, you know, but I think we learn, you know, and I think as a country, you know, we are now doing very well, in my view, in supporting our, our sportsmen from development sportsmen to elite sportsmen and women, of course. Yeah, very well said there. We've been in conversation with Eugene Tan, Associate Professor of Law at the Singapore Management University. He was also team manager at the 2002 Asian Games and 2004 Athens Olympics. Thank you so much for your time, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. You too. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.